right, so before getting into the actual topic for today, what I do want us to do is we are going to be focusing on a passage in scripture um, in numbers. So, um, I think I'll pull it up. Um, let me share my screen here. Do, 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 do. I'm trying to do stuff while I'm trying to also admit people into the thing. So, all right. Um, I think this is large enough. Either way. Okay. So, let me share. Okay. So, today we're going to be reading. Numbers chapter 13 and 14. We're not going to read like the entire thing. We're going to kind of take bits and pieces from it. Um, but before getting to passage, I just kind of want us to kind of get some background um, context. Okay. So this is in the days of Moses, right? I'm sure most of you guys, hopefully all of you guys, <laughs> No Moses um, and what he did for the people of Israel, right? So at this point, uh, the people of Israel have already escaped Egypt and they are essentially going to the place where God has promised them, okay? But as we know, this journey is a very long journey. Um, I mean, like we're talking like 40 years or something, right? So... Um, very, very long journey. Now, uh, what we have now come to is um, you find the people are getting a little irritable. You know, they are making comments. They don't necessarily like Moses' leadership. But like from time to time, they're like, okay, God, we're going to serve you. Right. And then other times they do foolish things like build calves. Okay. To worship. <laughs> so, so I want us to read, uh, talk about there's, there's a point in scripture where um, we're going to read it, but God tells Moses to send spies to the land of Canaan <clears throat> to pretty much go and just check out the land. Right. Um, yeah. So I just kind of want us to go over that. And from there, we're going to just kind of, I want us to all engage in this. I want to hear your feedback. I want to hear what things you come up to you, what things you notice in scripture and passage. And um, we'll try and we'll apply it. Right. We'll find ways we're going to apply it 
to us in our daily lives. Um, yeah, and go from there. So um, I am going to, let me see, hold on. Can I have somebody to volunteer? I'm going to read one through four, but I need someone to volunteer to read 17 to 20. So that's this right here. Anybody? Um, willing? Who was that? Akria? Yeah. Okay, okay. Thank you. And then I need somebody to read 25. We're gonna we're gonna skip this part. <laughs> Twenty-five to thirty-three. So I need somebody to read this right here. You know, it's okay, I'll take that one. And then we have numbers fourteen. We're gonna go to the next chapter. I need somebody to read one. Verse 1 to 11. Can I have somebody volunteer to read that before we get started with our reading? Um, I'm going to have to call folk out. Okay. Let me see if I can call on. Denzel, you there? Denzel, nope. Okay. Um, Candace, you there? I'm here. Do you mind reading one through 11 when we get there? Yeah, I can read it. Thank you so much. All right. Cool. So I'm going to start with one through four and then I'll create 17 to 20. All right. And then we'll kind of go from there. Okay. Numbers chapter 13. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, every one a chief among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord. All of them, men who were heads of the people of Israel. Um. Actually, I'm going to stop right there. So at that point, he lists out all the people. We know there are 12, 12 tribes or there are 12 uh, spies that he appoints. Um, yeah, to be spies. So I'm going to stop right there. Um, 
Akria, can you please continue with the 17 to 20, please? Um, okay. Sorry. Okay. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up into the Negev and go up into the hill country and see what the land is and whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, and whether the land that they dwell in is good or bad. And whether the cities that they dwell in are camps or strongholds. Do I finish reading 20? Yes, read 20, please. And whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are trees in it or not, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. Amen. Thank you for that. Um... All right. Um, now I'm going to go ahead and read 25 to 33. All right. So we just saw clear, just read Moses gives them instruction, go out to the land, look for these things. Okay. And then this, this passage just kind of shows where they end up going. It's, we're just going to skip that. All right. So 25. At the end of 40 days, okay, so they were in the land for 40 days, they returned from spying out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, we came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, "Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we shall be we shall for we wait what for we are able we are well able sorry y'all to overcome it." And then the men who had gone up with him said. We are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out saying, the land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who came from the Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers. And so we seemed to them. All right. All right. So before we move on to 1 to 11, let's just kind of go over this real quick. So they come back. They say, 
this land is amazing. There's a lot of stuff going on over here. It's very fruitful. It's a land of milk and honey, right? Um, and they talk about where all the different kinds of people are dwelling in the, in the land. But they also say, but the people there are too strong. They're large. This is not, this may not work out, right? And Caleb. Just so you guys know, Caleb and Joshua, I would say, I don't necessarily know what to call them, but according to scripture, they seem to be like in Moses kind of inner circle. Okay. So Caleb and Joshua are very close to Moses. I think they're the ones that kind of take over after Moses is gone. But Caleb immediately, immediately comes in and says, sounds great. You know, it doesn't matter that these people are strong. It's a great land. Let's go in and, and occupy. Let's overcome the land. Okay. Um, but these people, these other people that also went, because remember there were 12 people are saying, nah, they're too strong. We're not going to be able to overcome, you know, we're not going to be able to overcome these people. So this is a bad report that they came to provide. Caleb is one of the people who are for still going in to conquer the land. Okay. All right, so let's go to 14. Uh, Candice, can you please go ahead and read 1 to 11? So you're going to end down here. Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, would that we had died in the land of Egypt or would that we had died in this wilderness? Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become a prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said this to one another, let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the people of Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, the land which we passed through to spy it out is, exceedingly, is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land for they are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And then all the congregation said to the stone, said to stone them with stones, but the glory of God appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. And the Lord said to Moses, how long Will this people despise me? And how long will they not believe in me in spite of all the signs that I have done among them? Do you want uh, me to read 12? Um, yeah, you can just read the last line. That's fine. Okay. 12. I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them. And I will make you a nation greater and mightier than they. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. All right, so just another kind of paraphrase here, right? So after they get this bad report, 
you see, we see here in the first verse, first few verses of chapter 14, the congregation, they start to get very worried and they're crying like throughout the night. <laughs> okay. And, um, and they start to feel some kind of way, right? They're starting to really feel some kind of way towards Moses and Aaron. And they're starting to have all these ideas and thoughts. And they're like, we should have been left back in Egypt. Egypt would have been better than this. You brought us this far just to kill us all. Um, you know, and they're talking amongst themselves, talking about let's find another leader and let's go back to Egypt. Oh, Lord. Anyway, <laughs> so at this point, you see Moses, Aaron, as well as Joshua and Caleb, who are distraught, right? Because they know that the promise that God has, they believe in what God had said. Um, but there is a congregation that feels a certain way. And so you see here, it says uh, Moses and Aaron, they fell on their face. Uh, Joshua and Caleb, they they tore their clothes. Um, and we're talking to the congregation and they, they pretty much had to reiterate and repeat and said, this land, <laughs> essentially this is good land, right? And God will see us through. Um. And, and just try to encourage them to say, like, it's going to be okay. God is with us. Um, <laughs> then verse 10 says, and then the congregation said to stone them with stones. I was like, what? So they're still upset. They're like, no, nah, we just need to kill these people. <laughs> okay. Um, and then God shows up. It says the glory of God appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. All right, and then so later on we see, and you see God's heart here, upset because these people that he's done so much for don't trust him, you know? It says, how long will these people despise me? And God is pissed at this point, really pissed. And if you continue to read on, you'll see that he starts talking about like, he's just gonna kill him off and keep a few who believed him. And Moses has to intercede for these people, okay? We're not gonna get into that right now. Um, but with that, just in general, with what we read, what are some things, sorry, I'm back at 13 here. What are some things that stood out to you in the passage in general? What stood out to me was that, um Sometimes when you doubt and you overthink, it can block you from doing or achieving greater things. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Anybody else? Something I also realized was that they trusted the majority instead of the few. And it was like the, the few had the good news. And because of them trusting just the majority of the people, it didn't work out. As you know, like, you know, more people would do it. It seemed like a good idea, but instead it was a bad one. That's good. I didn't even see that. That's a good point. <laughs> that is real good. Okay, any last thought? We'll, you know, keep having more throughout, but anything else before we 
continue. Okay. Um, so I guess I didn't really know what to call this lesson, but if I could call it anything, it would be the power in our thoughts. Um, Steven, really, you hit you. That was you, Steven, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just making sure. Um, absolutely hit on it, right? This passage highlights how important it is. For one, how important our thoughts are. And if not um, monitored, if not managed well, we absolutely can block our our blessing, just as Stephen said. Right? Um, so again, we have 12 people who go out to the land and of the 12, only two, Joshua and Caleb, are the ones that say, no, this is, this is good. God's got us. Everyone else said the 10, the remaining 10 said, nah, they're too big. We look like grasshoppers compared to them. Like they're just going to crush us. Um, and didn't believe in the God that has protected, that protected them and kept them up until this point, right? Delivered them from Egypt fed them, right? Shielded them uh, when it was really, really hot and provided them, um, you know, coolness when it was hot and brought them warmth when it was cold. I mean, the Lord has literally been taking care of them. But when it came to this, they listened to the bad report of the large group. And that made me think to us, like, if we think about ourselves, what bad reports do we believe in our personal lives, right? Um, I think what I love about this passage, too, is despite what people believed, we know, and it says it straight up here, verse chapter 13, verse 1. To send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. God had already given it to them. But because of what they believe to be false, it then started to snowball into, actually, I think we want to go back. Right. It was more than just, I don't think we'll be able to do this. It was, let's go back to where we were in captivity. That would be a better option. How? How did we get there? Right. Um, I find that, especially in this day and age, with social media and people like the cyberbullying and people just feeling so empowered to say things that they wouldn't normally say to you in person, you know, um, 
and just riddled with all these lies and things. And the fact is, as believers, as Christians, we've got to focus on the truth. What is the truth that God has given to us? And focus on that. Not what we feel, not what we think, right? Everyone has different stories. Everyone has different experiences. And it's unfortunate that some people are in situations where they have people very close to them, whether it be family members, whether it be close friends or, you know, whatever else, but people who are talking down on them, you know, just making them feel lesser than. You're not good enough. Maybe some some of us are very critical of our own selves. I know I am. And I know I struggled with that for a long time and I'm still working on it. Um, you know, you're not good enough. You're not this enough. You can't do this. You can't amount to anything. You know, all the peer pressure sometimes that, 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 that is there. And on the flip side, you have people who have so much pride, who think that they're better than everybody else, who think they don't need correction, entitled. What does the word of God say? You know? When I think about the word of God and he tells us that he has a purpose and a plan for us. He tells us that we are chosen. He tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He tells us that we don't have anything to worry about as long as we rely and trust in him. He also tells us that we have to be guarding our hearts. We have to walk with humility because if we are haughty, right? If we walk with pride, he will bring us down. <laughs> I feel like these people who went out and brought this bad report, they weren't necessarily looking at it from like a perspective that says, I don't think I can do this, but the God I serve will surely get me through it. You know, they kind of put the burden on themselves to win over the land, which isn't right. <laughs> it's God who will make a way. And so I encourage you because I know that sometimes we just kind of go through things and we don't take the time to really think through things, think about our thoughts. What do we think about other people? What do we think about ourselves? I just want to encourage you guys to, to assess, analyze your thoughts. Be honest with yourselves and think, does this align with scripture? Do I have a certain prejudice against a certain group of people? The Bible talks about not having partiality towards people. Do we do that? 
Are we lying against our friends? Are we gossiping? Are we struggling to love ourselves? Do we not see any goodness in us? We don't think God is capable or able to do what he says he promised he would do in our lives. We've got to take those things and put it under subjection. Because if we don't, we will continue to walk around with these false ideas And it will prevent us from what it is that God has us, God has for us. Um, it's important, y'all, that we know the truth, that we don't give in to any lies. You know, if I sit here and I say, oh my goodness, I'm never going to amount to anything. What does the Bible say? That's not true. Even if I may feel that's the case, it's not true. And if I believe that, I'll be led astray. Check your thoughts and your hearts with the word of God. And if you're ever struggling with the thought, you know it's not true, but you still feel this way. There are scripture that you can use to pray against that, to fight that, because it is a battle. It is a constant battle. Y'all, in this scripture, in this passage, it was so bad. God pretty much was fed up with these folks, and he was like, look, it says it later on. You, we kind of have to read it all. It's it's down here where it says um, God's promise. Um, he promises judgment that essentially he's going to kill everybody off except Caleb and Joshua. <laughs> so literally what he says. How have I done all these things for you, but you still want to believe in a lie. Sometimes it's hard. But we've got to pray for that faith because we don't ever want to put ourselves in a situation where the enemy will play with those thoughts. And number one, keep us from what God has for us, but also keep us from portraying or representing God the way that we should. Okay. So I want to read off three uh, verses in scripture that I absolutely love, that I know has been helpful for me um, when, when kind of dealing with this and struggling with thoughts that I know aren't true according to scripture, but I, I just can't seem to shake it. And the first one is Proverbs chapter three, verse five. And I'm sure you guys all know it. We all know it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Right? We shouldn't lean on our own understanding. And that's exactly what these people did. 
exactly what these people did who gave this bad report. That was their understanding of what was going on, but the fact is that was not true, right? And then you have 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. And it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't war against the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion that rises against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, right? This scripture is so important because it literally allows us to take captive of our thoughts and say, no, not today. <laughs> You will, if it goes above, right, what God says, the knowledge of God, the things of God. For example, um, Yeah, let me just let me just give a quick example. I already said it, but let's say I I don't believe that I'll ever amount to anything, right? Even though there are scriptures that say that as long as I am Christ, he is going to do just that. He is going to do what it is he promises he'll do in my life. Um, but if I'm still struggling with that thought and I look at the scripture, I can literally say thought you are false and I'm bringing you into subjection under the obedience of God. You are not true. And this thought that is keeping me has now become a stronghold. that I'm going to pray that the stronghold will be destroyed because I have the power that Christ has given me and I know the truth that God has told me, right? So every thought that is against the knowledge of God will be held captive under the obedience of Christ. That's what that means. I hope that makes sense. Um, and then the third scripture that I want to share is Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Okay. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I think there's another version that says, if it be of good report, Right? I don't know what it is. Why? It's got to just be because the days we live in and we live in a sinful world, a fallen world. But 
there's just so much negativity out there. We allow ourselves to, to sit and fester and kind of marinate in these negative, nasty, um, untrue things according to scripture. And when that happens and they're not dealt with, we're not monitoring our thoughts and our feelings and all those things, it can easily become a stronghold and keep us away from what God has for us. So, if nothing else, you guys, this is kind of, this is honestly something I feel like the Lord has been speaking to me about personally. Um, And I'm just tired of all the negativity. But also I recognize that there are also people who don't necessarily know how to handle all the negativity and they really struggle and it leads to depression. It leads to suicidal thoughts. It leads to mental health issues. It leads to um, regular physical medical issues. Um, it leads to anxieties. It's, it's, it, it keeps you from the promises of God. It keeps you from seeing God as, as you're supposed to. It makes things unclear and blurry and we start to see God in a light that is untrue. And when we learn to rise above that, when we learn to apply scripture when necessary, when we learn to take time out and sometimes we got to sit ourselves out and be like, hold up. How do I really feel about this? Is that true? What does God say? And deal with it that way. And I promise when that happens, it gives room for the enemy, or sorry, let me flip this. It gives room for God to come in and work on you and your heart, and it kicks the enemy out. Okay. Um, so... Those are three scriptures. Um, if you need me to, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat them. Um, but before we end, I just want to make sure that if you don't get anything from today, remember that we should never take our thoughts for granted. And what I mean by that is there are several scriptures that talk about our hearts and how out of it flows the issues of life. If we don't deal with our thoughts, they will at some point turn into actions in some way or another. So let's not take our thoughts for granted because they can easily influence our actions, okay? Remember that our thoughts, if not monitored well, they can become strongholds. They can and will. And when it's a stronghold, that's another deeper thing. It just, you know. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, and the last thing, what is the truth? What does the truth of God say to us, about us, about everyone around us? Let's focus on that and not get so caught up in the social media and the you know, everything else, which social media is great. But if it's feeding you lies as a believer, it's going to do nothing but harm you. Remember that. Okay. So, yeah, that is really all I have for today. <laughs> um, let me stop. Well, 